Welcome to the Wellness and High Performance Podcast with your host, Coach Peter. Wellness is the foundation that unlocks your highest performance both mentally and physically and allows you to enjoy life to its fullest. In each episode, I share bite-sized health, fitness and performance lessons that are going to help you to live your best life. So, put on your shoes, head out of the door and start stepping into your potential. Hey guys, this is Coach Peter. Welcome to today's show. I hope that you're having an absolutely fantastic day and that it's only going to get better from now onwards. Today's episode, I want to start it with a question. And I really do want you to consider this. Have you ever noticed that when you close your eyes, if you close your eyes right now, except if you're driving a car, if you're driving a car, please don't close your eyes. You might want to listen to this podcast when you are in a place where you can close your eyes for a second. So, when you close your eyes and you stare into the darkness behind your closed eyelids, have you noticed that it's actually dark, but it's not quite dark? There's a little bit of a shimmer there. It's not quite dark. The point I'm making is that you've been using your eyes for your entire life up until now, if you're lucky enough to have healthy eyes like me, but you might never have noticed this shimmer before, simply because you've never paid attention to it. And the only reason why I've paid attention to this is because I've been practicing meditation with Sam Harris's app for the last two years, and he sometimes uses this plane of focus that you can take with your eyes closed as an object of meditation, and I find it quite useful. But the point I'm trying to make is that while realizing that it's not quite dark when you close your eyes, it isn't that consequential discovery. But I would like to direct your attention to something that is highly consequential for the quality of your life, and it's been under your nose for your whole life. And that is your breath. Because if you're like most people, you probably haven't paid that much attention to your breath in the past. And you know that when you, if you stopped breathing for any length of time, that would be a really, really bad day, <laughs> obviously. That's, not, that's the goal, not to stop breathing for as long as possible. And breathing is this process that it kinds of, kind of, operates automatically, right? You don't you don't really think about your breathing. You thankfully you don't have to think about your breathing. But what I would like to do now is try something else. So I would like you to sit down for a moment. If you can't sit down right now if you're walking around, that's okay. You don't have to sit down. You can do this while you walk. What I would like you to do now is to place your attention on your breath and to slow down your breathing to a pace of six breaths per minute. So that's going to be five seconds in, five seconds out. And I would like you to pay your full attention to the breath from the very first moment when the breath appears and notice everything that there is to notice about the breath until the very last moment before the breath subsides. So let's do three breaths together. I'll count you. We're going to do an in, in, five, four, three, two, one, out, four, five, four, three, 
two, one, pause. In for five, four, three, two, one, out for five, four, three, two, one, pause. Last one. In for five, four, three, two, one, out for five, four, three, two, one. Okay. If you want to keep continue to breathe with that cadence, go ahead. It's very, very good for you when we talk about it later. But the point I want to make is that you probably weren't breathing with this rate before. But when you directed your attention on your breath and you consciously slowed down your breathing, you could breathe with this rate. And it's quite cool because breathing is largely autonomous, meaning that it happens automatically thankfully, so that we can free up some space for thinking and doing stuff, solving problems, etc. Breathing is regulated by the autonomic nervous system, which is a part of your nervous system that takes care of involuntary but vital functions. Breathing is a prime example. Other examples are heart rate, blood pressure, digestion, hormonal secretion, etc. There are many, many other processes that are also regulated by the autonomic nervous system that are absolutely vital to our health and our well-being. And luckily, we don't have to consciously think the thought of, you know, beating, making your heart beat or opening your esophageal sprinkler when food is entering your stomach. I'm glad that we don't have to think about these things. These things happen because of the autonomic nervous system. But, just like you have demonstrated to yourself just a moment ago, you in fact have conscious control over your breathing. And therefore, because you have conscious control over your breathing, breath is the gateway to the autonomic nervous system. So, with your breathing, you can regulate your autonomic nervous system. And this insight right there, that the breath is the gateway to influencing your autonomic nervous system, that is probably the most important insight you can have when you are living a modern life in 2021. In 2021, we are bombarded with stress from the very first moment when you open your phone in the morning to the moment you put it away at night. And although this might you know, have something to do with your phone using beha behaviors, but from... From the very moment you open yourself up to the world to the very last moment when you close yourself to the world at nighttime, you are being bombarded with stress and someone trying to capture your attention online, in the media, in social media, or through advertising, through the news, whatever it is. And what you need to know about the autonomic nervous system is that the autonomic nervous system is divided into two branches. On one hand, we have the sympathetic, also known as the state of fight or flight. On the other hand, we have the parasympathetic, also known as the state of rest and digest. Depending on which branch of the autonomic nervous system is activated, your body will prioritize different processes over other ones. In essence, when you are sympathetic, meaning you are under stress, the fight or flight state of your body is activated, 
Your body prioritizes immediate survival over long-term prosperity and health and reproduction. For example, if there is a snake, a crocodile or a shark in the room with you, and by the way, you can tell that I live in Australia, because there's anything that can kill you in here. I digress. Anyways, if any of these dangerous animals are in the same room with you, or if you see them when you're walking on the trail, you see, oh shit, that's a snake right there, because that literally happened to me last week. We were camping, and then all of a sudden, as I was just relaxing on the in front of our house, I saw a snake. Um, what do you call it when the snake is going on the grass? The snake was coming from the woods, going through the grass. It went through the lawn towards a pond where he's probably going to go eat some frogs. Anyways, as soon as that snake appeared, boom, my body shifted into fight or flight. If I knew the snake is probably not going to get after me, but I know that snakes can be a bad, bad deal, and it's usually a really good idea to stay away from them. And we have definitely evolved this thing. If you're ever walking on a walking trail, for example, and you just see something moving in the bush, even though if it's a turkey or whatever, instantly your focus goes there and your hairs prick up. That is your autonomic nervous system responding before you even realize what's happening. Your autonomic nervous system responds and activates the rest, sorry, the stress response and the state of fight or flight. And when that happens, your autonomic nervous system shifts focus from digestion and sex hormone production and reproduction to stress hormone production and to improving your physical performance so that you can fight or you can run away as fast as possible. Digestion stops. Blood is taken from the GI tract. It's pushed into the limbs so that you can feel kicking, punching, or running away. Blood pressure and heart rate are going to increase so that this blood can be moved faster in the body. You stop producing sex hormones. It's not a time to reproduce. Instead, you get an instant kick of adrenaline and cortisol, both of which will increase your alertness and your arousal levels. The state of fight or flight will also impact how you feel, how you think, and how you act. And it's important to realize that emotions like anxiety, fear, frustration, and anger, and fright, all these emotions, they stem from the areas of the brain that dominate when the fight or flight response is activated. So in essence, when you shift into fight or flight, your body shifts gears completely from long-term health to short-term survival. And there is nothing wrong with this process. I'm not saying that there's something wrong with the stress response. The stress response is just as Mother Nature intended that it is. Imagine that this stress response is so old that we share it with most multicellular organisms on this planet. That's wild. Think how old it is in the evolutionary time scale that we share it with if a fish, for example, a small fish is going to see a predator in the water. They're going to get exactly the same concoction of stress chemicals as you do if I tell you that the tax man has just decided to do an audit on you 
next week. What a thought. But here's the kicker. Here's the real kicker. The problem is not the stress response itself. We always hear that stress is so bad for you and stress is killing us. No, stress response itself, it is what it is. It is nature. It is us. If there's no stress, there's death. The problem is not the stress response itself. The problem is that the stress response is not designed to be turned on so often and it's not designed to be left on for so long as we do in our modern life. See, in nature, humans would only encounter short-term, very extreme stress. You know, if a lion or a snake or whatever is going to come after you. And then if you survive this stress, then you're going to return into a state of low arousal. You're going to exist in a state of low arousal state and rest and digest state for the rest of your life, for the rest of the time. You're not going to worry about the tax man. You're not going to worry about any deadlines. You're not going to worry about anything. And the real problem here is that the body, the body doesn't differentiate between the stress that is caused by traffic, being late, meetings, deadlines, your boss, the taxman, or a snake, a crocodile, a shark, a lion. The body doesn't differentiate. It's always going to respond in the same way it would if it was one of these animals going after you. The response is to increase the arousal levels of the autonomic nervous system and turn on the state of fight or flight. Chronic activation of the stress response has been shown to be at the root of many chronic illnesses ranging from cancer to cardiovascular problems to neurological diseases to stomach ulcers. Not that exactly all the stuff that are absolutely rampant into today's society. Western medicine is not very good at dealing with those things. Western medicine is absolutely fantastic at dealing with immediate problems like you have a you've just been in an accident amazing western medicine amazing but it is oftentimes these chronic illnesses that are very very common these days that it's you they there's just there it really seems that it's a better strategy to hedge your bets between understanding your own autonomic nervous system and putting practices in place as we're going to talk about today a little bit later putting practices in place that take care of your autonomic nervous system and make sure that you do not exist in a state of fight or flight and then putting the rest of your bets onto the idea that a doctor and western medicine can help you it is always a better idea to hedge your bets Take responsibility and hedge your bets as opposed to just letting things happen and then hoping that someone can save you. So, this is the high arousal state of the autonomic nervous system that I've just described to you. On the other hand, we have the low arousal state, which is called the parasympathetic state, aka also known as the rest and digest state of the autonomic nervous system. When you're parasympathetic, when you're in a state of rest and digest, your body prioritizes long-term survival and reproduction. 
This is when you digest food. This is when you produce sex hormones. This is when you might be sexually aroused. This is when your blood pressure is low. Your heart rate is low. You feel calm. And actually, very interestingly, if you're really interested in performing at your best, you know, in your career, when you're instead rest and digest, this is when the area of the brain that is responsible for the executive functions of the brain dominates. So the part of the brain that's responsible for the executive functions is known as the prefrontal cortex. And it's the most recently developed part of the brain. And it's the part of the brain that separates us from other animals. The prefrontal cortex is responsible for things like decision making, memory, motivation, goal setting, pursuing goals, patience, impulse, impulse control. All these things are functions of the prefrontal cortex. So what's important to realize is when you're in a state of fight or flight, the prefrontal cortex is turned off and we rely on more primitive structures of the brain where emotions like what we already discussed, anxiety, fear, frustration, they stem from this part of the brain. So essentially, it's that they're often said that the prefrontal cortex is the brakes to behavior. That's the your conscious thinking, your ability to restrain yourself. And then the more primitive part of the brain, the limbic brain that dominates when you're in fight or flight, that's the gas pedal. So if you want to be a functioning human being and perform at your best at your work or in your career or in your business, you want to be able to use those prefrontal functions, the functions of the prefrontal cortex, the executive functions as much as possible. So therefore, very important not to exist in a state of fight or flight. So in essence here, just to recap, when you're in a state of rest and digest, that's when your body prioritizes longevity, health and reproduction. If you understand this, what I just discussed about within the last 10 minutes, if you understand this, you have already taken a critical step towards being able to enjoy your life to its fullest. And you have already taken the critical first step to taking a massive burden of our overly burdened medical system by taking the responsibility and the understanding of your own nervous system. Because this autonomic nervous system impacts every single cell in your body. Okay, so I can't overstate the importance of this. Now, the reality is that the modern world can be incredibly hectic at times. There's no escaping that. You need really good time management skills, organization skills, and what I like to call saying no to things that you really don't want to do and don't have to do skills. These skills are absolutely vital. And even if you have these skills, but especially if you don't have these skills, the modern world can get quite overwhelming at times for everyone at the best of times. You can certainly develop these skills, but another very powerful practice that I would recommend you to incorporate into your life is to incorporate activities into your daily life that activate the state of rest and digestion. And this is where we come full circle to your breath. As you discovered before, 
you have conscious control over your breathing. And here comes the real kicker. Your breath is the gateway to influencing the state of your autonomic nervous system's arousal levels. A team of researchers led by Yakul from Stanford University in 2017, this team of researchers made a discovery that confirmed what many ancients have known for thousands of years. The team discovered that the part of the brain that controls breathing is reciprocally connected to the area of the brain that controls the arousal levels of the autonomic nervous system. The researchers found that when you breathe faster, your autonomic nervous system arousal levels increase and the state of fight or flight is turned on. Similarly, one of the things that happens during fight or flight state in the attempt to deliver more oxygen to the body is that your breathing rate is going to increase. On the other hand, when you slow down your breathing, the arousal levels of the autonomic nervous system decrease and the state of rest and digestion is turned on. And when you're in state of rest and digest, your breathing rate slows down because there simply is no reason to breathe heavily if your muscles are not working hard. By slowing down your breathing, therefore, you can directly lower your blood pressure and your heart rate. You can improve your digestion. By slowing down your breathing, you can lower stress hormone production and you can increase sex hormone production like testosterone and estrogen. If I was to tell you that, guess what? I have a pill that can lower your blood pressure, it can lower your resting heart rate, it's going to improve your digestion, it's going to blunt cortisol production, and it's going to improve testosterone production. Would you buy it? Sounds bloody amazing. Shut up and take my money. But wait. That's maybe maybe not. What am I what I'm saying here is that you already have this in your body. You have much something much more powerful inside your body than any pill that anyone can ever sell you because you have your breath and you have your attention and all you need is to place your attention on your breath. And all you need is your attention and strong instruction on how to use it. So, how do you get started? How can you get started with breath control practice to improve your health, your stress tolerance, and live your best life? The easiest way to get started with breath control practice is to do what we did before. Slow down, slow down your breathing to six breaths per minute pace. Five seconds in, five seconds out, and a small pause between the exhalation and the next inhalation. And it actually ends up being five and a half breaths per minute, but close enough. Maintain this cadence of breathing for five minutes. You can do it for longer, but minimum five minutes. And do it twice a day. Once in the a.m., once in the morning, once in the p.m., once in the afternoon or in the evening. And that is a fantastic start. And that is going to, if you do that every day, this is one of those compound effect things. If you do it once, not a big deal. If you do it twice, not a big deal. If you do it for a week, yeah, a big deal. If you do it for a month or, for, or a year, wow, 
Now we're really starting to talk about something that's really compounding to accelerate you on your wellness journey towards your best life and your best health. So this is a fantastic start. However, this is not where it ends. Personally, I have been on my breath control journey for about three years now. And what I found is that especially the carbon dioxide tolerance exercises where you Essentially, these are breathing exercises where you slow down your breathing so much that you become hungry for air. Or you can also do this by just holding your breath after exhaling. Incorporating these exercises into my life has been absolutely life-changing in so many different ways. And I learned about this stuff three years ago when I learned about Patrick McCune. And Patrick McCune is the president of the Buteco Breathing Method worldwide and he's the founder of Oxygen Advantage and I heard about Patrick I learned about his stuff and I started incorporating his methods into my life and then two years ago so after about one year of just doing stuff randomly I actually did a certification program to become an Oxygen Advantage certified breathing instructor and since then I've been putting on my own spin on my own practice and into my own exercises and ultimately I have landed into what I teach in the Breathing Foundations course. And the Breathing Foundations course it's foundational and it's incredibly comprehensive resource for anyone who wants to truly become the master of their breathing and become a master of their stress levels. I've included tools that not only they build your resilience to stress but they also improve your cardiorespiratory fitness, your posture, your shoulder and hip movement, make it easier to fall asleep, and reduce the chances of obstructive sleep apnea from happening. I did another course about it was about 14 months ago in orofacial myology. So orofacial myology essentially is strength training of the muscles of the upper airway. And this can make it easier to breathe through the nose. And orofacial myofunctional training has been shown to reduce the chances of obstructive sleep apnea absolutely massively. So what I've done is I've combined my own practice, what I learned from Oxygen Advantage, and what I've learned from orofacial myology, and I've melted it all together into what is the Breathing Foundations course. And this resource is especially helpful for anyone who snores, whose family member snores, or who suffers from obstructive sleep apnea, if you know that you have obstructive sleep apnea. So, if you want to get access to that, if you want to get access to all the content, all the videos, which you can access via a mobile app, you should head over to coachbuddha.com slash foundation and get started right away. If you found this episode useful, please share it with at least one other person who needs some stress control practices in their life right now. I would request you to please take the opportunity to rate and review the podcast in Apple Podcasts because it would help me a ton. Or you can alternatively, again, alternatively, please leave me a rating and review on Google search when you search for Coach Pur. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you've had a fantastic day. I hope you have a fantastic rest of the day. I'll see you in the next episode. This is Coach Pur. 
Let's do this.